Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. The man that has wisdom seeks God's righteousness. The man that has understanding seeks God's righteousness. Hello? You see, we get into churches and there's all kinds of operations and manifestations going on. But I see sometimes little wisdom in it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue with a message from the Wisdom Series by Ken Hagen. All this week, Ken Hagen is teaching about divine healing, the accurate operation of the gifts of the Spirit, the importance of avoiding strife and division, and much more. This is a deep time of teaching you'll want to stay tuned for. Plus, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagen's message. When Solomon asked for wisdom, God showed his high priority that he puts on people having wisdom by what he gave him because he asked for wisdom. I should tell us something. People are always praying, Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. Lord, bless me and my son John and us four no more. They pray all the time. Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. I believe that a Bible precedent has been set down that if you'd ask the Lord to give you wisdom, that the riches and the success would follow. That sort of coincides with Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And if you will go back up in the preceding verses and find out what he was talking about, you will find out that he was talking about houses and lands and clothes and raiment and so forth and so on. Natural things. The man that has wisdom seeks God's righteousness. The man that has understanding seeks God's righteousness. Hello? You see, we get into churches and there's all kinds of operations and manifestations going on. But I see sometimes little wisdom in it. The Apostle Paul saw the same thing at the church at Corinth. He saw all kinds of manifestations of the gifts, but there was no wisdom in it. They evidently were running people off with the operation of the gifts of the Spirit because that's why he came in there and began to talk about it's more important to speak where people understand what's going on than it is to speak with tongues. Now he went on to say there's nothing wrong with praying in tongues and speaking in tongues. And he said, I thank God I speak with tongues more than you all. He's from Texas because he said you all. (laughs) 
No, he's, he, he must have been from southern Israel. <laughs> no, not really. But there is so much misuse of the gifts of the Spirit, the operation of the gifts of the Spirit, because of no wisdom. I mean, it is utterly ridiculous in a large service where you got three, four, five thousand people present for somebody to get up over in the corner back over here and begin to try to give a message in tongues. Nobody hears it except the few people that are around. But it sure is a lot more edifying when you have that come on you and you begin to pray, Lord, either give me an opportunity or give it to the man that's got the microphone. Because it does no good for 50 people to be edified when 3,900 and something of them never know that it went on. Ushers tell us all of the time at camp meeting that people get up and, and give prophecies and give tongues and interpretations and we never know it on the platform. If you're sitting on the other side of the auditorium down there, you didn't know it either. Only the people in that area knew it. Now that wasn't, that wasn't wisdom, was it? I remember I was in a meeting one day. I'm sitting on the, down on the close to the front. And the Spirit of God began to well up inside of me. Well, thank God for my dad and his teaching because he had taught me, you don't just jump up and interrupt. So I began to pray, all right, Lord, I know this is, I know the Spirit of God. I know you're, you're giving me this. And I speak out with prophecy more than anything else. And a lot of times I do it when I'm preaching and you don't ever even know that it's coming out. I just, I just do it. See, there's another, there's another point of wisdom that people need to learn. Sometimes people are always calling attention. That was a word from the law. Well, sometimes that's necessary, but most of the time it's not. Most of the time, the only reason they do that is to so people will look at them and say, oh, they're spiritual. But anyway, I begin to pray. I said, all right now, Lord, the man is preaching. There's a large crowd here. Either give me an opportunity, have him call me up, or else give it to him. He was preaching along, and in a few minutes, I noticed all of a sudden, he didn't stop and tell people that he was giving out a prophecy. All of a sudden, he began to speak out the first part of what I was getting already, because I don't know if you work in, in operation of the gifts of the Spirit many times, you, you, a lot of times you only have the first two or three sentences, and after that, uh, you're just depending on the Lord by faith. And so... He started out. Now, he didn't say it exactly the way I would have said it, but the essence was the same. And then he went on speaking. As he did, that lifted from me. Now, you see, that was wisdom on my part. Not trying to pin any, any roses on me because any intelligent believer should have done that, okay? But I'm trying to show you wisdom in the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. 
It's more important to have wisdom than it is to have the operations. Because when you're having the operations of the, of the manifestations of the Spirit and only a few people are getting blessed, something's wrong. When the Spirit is manifesting Himself, all should be edified. Now why do people operate unwisely? Because they don't have wisdom. See, wisdom is knowledge and understanding. How many of you understand that? If you operate or have manifestation of the gift of the Spirit operating in your life, then get some wisdom on it. One of the best little books I know about, I don't know whether we have it out here in the bookstore or not, uh, Questions and Answers on about the Holy Spirit by Howard Carter. It's a good little book. I remember in Detroit, Michigan in 1975. We had to carry a lady out from underneath the tent that was disrupting the service. We got her outside finally. She's stiff as a board. She said, well, I couldn't be quiet. When the Spirit comes, you have to say what the Spirit says. You don't have no control. Uh, she was quickly informed that the Word of God said that the Spirit is subject to the individual through which the Spirit is moving. She was quickly informed that I would be afraid of any spirit that comes in and takes me over and I have no control over. Because according to the Word of God, that is an evil spirit. Whoa. But we need to have some wisdom. There have been many people that have been moved by the message that are, and the man is giving an altar call. And they are ready to, to raise their hand and come to the altar. And somebody jumps up and begins to give a message in tongues. And somebody else jumps up and gives an interpretation. I've been in those kind of meetings. And the Holy Spirit is grieved. The convicting power of the Holy Spirit is grieved. I've been traveling with my dad for several years. I've been around his ministry. I was born on one Sunday morning. I was in church the next Sunday. And I've been around this. And I've gone home with him from when he was, I was five years old, was traveling out across in the car doing crusades across the state of Texas mostly. And I'd sit behind him while he'd drive all night, many nights, and my sister sleep on the seat, and my mother sleep in the front seat, because we drove at night because it was cooler. You know how hot it is out there today, driving out across West Texas, when there's no air conditioning in the cars, it's better to drive at night. I've got in the car with him after a Sunday night service. We'd be driving down the highway, and he would begin to weep. And I said to him, Dad, what's the matter? 
He said, oh, the Spirit of God was moving on people tonight and people left that service and didn't come to the altar because somebody didn't use wisdom in giving that message in tongues. Well, as a five-year-old kid, being in this all of my life, I, when it happened, I felt like it wasn't right. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? You see, we need to have wisdom. We as a church are responsible many times for whether the convicting power of the Holy Spirit continues to operate or we cut it off. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, My Life and Ministry by Kenneth E. Hagan. Get the entire six CD set for your personal collection. The CD series is just $39.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Get this six-CD set that includes special insight into the man and the ministry of Kenneth E. Hagan, told in his own words. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. I want to thank all of you that are helping us to keep this program going through your monthly support as a partner with yes. the ministry. Yes. You can go to www.rhema.org slash WPC and become a partner with us. But we want to thank all of you that are helping us. Call today to get this month's special offer, My Life and Ministry, for just $39.95. Call now. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Ken Hagen from the Wisdom Series. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.